page 71 at the bottom. It's how to ensure the carrying out of decisions. Now, this is something that a lot of people have been talking about. The idea was to set up a control commission, to have people make phone calls. I mean, everything under the sun we've been talking about, of how to ensure that the party as a unit composed of all the membership carries out the policy of the party. On 71 at the bottom, he talked about assignments. Do people carry through assignments? And it says, the assignments are to be registered at the club meeting. That means local assignments. At every meeting of the club, now they remember they use the word unit. Today we use the word club, so I'm going to use the word what we use today. At every meeting of the club, leadership, they use the word bureau, we mean leadership, we call it club exec. All the decisions and assignments should be examined, and those not carried out should be noted. Why weren't these decisions carried out? The facts should be reported to the club at their meeting. In this report, the club leadership sharply states the facts about the activities of the individual comrades in question, opening up discussion on those members, look at the word that they use, those members who shirk, S-H-I-R-K, shirk work. Today we would say People who are able to, for whatever reasons, get out of doing anything that they're supposed to be doing physically. The open criticism will help, will help those members who take assignments more seriously. And we use that word seriously in our party how many times? We say we're responsible and serious. That's what separates our party from other people that are looking through the internet for something to get involved with. The members must learn from these discussions, one important organizational principle of our party, namely that each individual has the responsibility to build the mass movement of the working class, to build the party, which is the vanguard of the working class, of the proletariat. So what do we get from this that we have to remember? Number one, seriousness. Number two, responsibility of each cadre. And their responsibility is not only to build the party, but to build the mass movement. Isn't this what we talked about? To build MPD, to build Lux, to build the League, to build U.S. Friends of Soviet People. Says it right here, 1935. How many years ago was that? They're talking about the same stuff we're talking about now. Any questions on that? I guess I'm advising like newer comrades that don't know how to go about doing this. Make sure you know who your district organizer is, for one. Make sure you know who you need to actually get into contact with, because it will actually help you do your work a lot if you know who needs to receive the report for your work. Very good point. What fascinates me really is during the armed struggle for Eritrea in 1991, we were implementing all those principles and procedures and what at that time was added to what you just said was there was even ranking of club members, like number one, number two, you know, who was the best, who was the second best, who was the third best, and all of that was reported to the organization. That component also can create a spiritual or a comradely competition among rank and fire club members. So I think that can also be added from the Eritrean experience. 
That's a very good point. Page 72. This deals with the newspaper. Now, remember the paper that we had in 1924 was called The Daily Worker. This book, which was written in 35, discussed the newspaper. It says, one of the main and most important instruments of propaganda and agitation that are in the hands of the party club is the newspaper, the central organ of our party. That's what the newspaper is. Those comrades who can influence the masses, who can win over the workers in a certain area, have no chance of speaking personally and daily every day to the workers in thousands and thousands of places, cities, factories, streets. Even if these comrades have a chance to talk to the people and to the working class in a certain factory occasionally, the key word is occasionally, they can deal with only one or two of the most burning questions. But the paper, the collective agitator and organizer of the party, speaks to its readers every day. In our case, we don't have a daily newspaper. We have a paper that comes out sporadically. But when it comes out, it has to get into the hands of the party members to distribute. The best leaders of our party speak to the workers through the articles in the paper. The Central Committee speaks to the workers through the editorials in our paper. Comrades in the unions, in the factories, the towns, they tell their stories of their fight against capitalism. If we hand the paper to a worker, we get them in touch with the leadership of the party, with the Central Committee, and with the best experienced communists. Is there any better instrument than the daily worker for reaching and winning the masses? And the answer that he claims is no, there is not. Therefore, and he puts the word selling, selling the paper in the neighborhood, getting subscribers, is one of the most important duties of any party organization. Now, I put on the column here, notice he did not mention leaflets. I thought that was extremely interesting. He talked about shop papers. He talked about neighborhood papers, if we remember, comrades, in the past classes. I haven't come across leaflets. And I thought that was interesting. Does he consider leaflets secondary to distributing party paper? I put that as a question mark. He then says, what is the method of distributing the paper? And in parentheses, the area of concentration. He puts the people and the workers in the big factories can be reached by, and he uses the word selling. Notice, not distributing, not giving out. Selling the daily worker to them at the gate. In the neighborhood areas, in the towns, the most effective method of getting new subscribers for the paper is through canvassing. Canvassing the homes of the workers. In other words, going door to door. In order to make the reader interested in the paper, at the beginning, we should get stories. In parentheses, he talks about worker correspondence. Those that work in the factories, in the neighborhoods where they live, get their experiences into the paper. The territory, the area to be covered, should be limited to a couple of blocks. That's it. That's your area concentration. The worker and his family should be visited in their home and told 
that sample copies of the paper will be left with them for a period of time, that they should read it. If they like it, then they should subscribe. The paper and the visit to their homes and the talk that corresponds with that of those comrades that canvass will make a good impression, even if the worker does not subscribe. There should be no club without a good number of papers and readers in the area. Now, I'm going to stop right there because that's lacking in our party. We talked about it many times. Now I come across it written in 1935. Let me tell you my experiences in the old CP in Staten Island. We had a route, a paper route, and we combined it with the Free Angela Davis Committee because the paper had daily news of the case of Angela Davis when she was in prison. So the Angela Davis Defense Committee worked with us. There was some overlapping of comrades, but there were new people in the Angela Davis Defense Committee that were not in the party club. And we worked together. We distributed the paper in the housing project in Staten Island. We took one specific housing project, and we knocked from door to door. Those that answer, we gave them a copy of the paper. If they didn't, we left a copy of the paper at their door with a pre-printed note that said, we were here today to talk to you about our paper, and you were not around. We will come back next week. Now, comrades, that produced 25 subscribers. I'm talking about 19. 77. It works. It's a lot of work. That means it takes time away from your Saturday to go to where the workers live and go to their home. Now, if you remember, Jehovah's Witness do this. A lot of religious born-again Christians do this. Why do you think they do it if it doesn't work? It does work. So that's all I want to say. Are there any questions on this particular paragraph? I wholeheartedly agree with this, that we should canvas, and that's why I intend on doing. And actually, in the neighborhood here, there was a record store day, and I took party literature down there, and I gave out some brochures. MPD I kind of focused on because that's like a non-party thing and for the masses. But I got to tell you something. It's like, and I'm not saying this to infuse any pessimism. I know some people perceive them a little pessimistic, but... In these parts, and I'm sure it's the same in Staten Island, Angelo told me, we got a lot of reactionaries here. I give out some of this stuff, and they look at me like I'm from outer space. Some people, not all of them. The younger people are more open. I guess that's to be expected. This is the United States. This is probably the toughest nut to crack, the mid-section of the U.S. But when they find out what we're about, what we stand for. How could anybody argue against universal health care or any of the things that we are for that lessens the load on workers? And I'm not advocating that we should stop calling ourselves communists. I really think that it is a good idea that we start canvassing and tabling if you have clubs that you're able to do that with. I used to do a lot of distributing with the People's World, with the OCP, and you have to have a print edition. And that's why the party in Buffalo fell apart in other places, because they dropped the print edition. Back in the 80s, I picked up machines that were from Chicago, newspaper machines. I put them around Buffalo. I used to load up the newspaper machines in poor neighborhoods so people could get the paper. 
I used to deliver them to stores, and they were actually sold. And also, we used to go to the factory plants when there used to be factories and distribute to the workers going in. That was always a good place. But you have to have a print edition. If you can't get out a print edition, that's what the problem is is the cost and how they resolve the cost. But you have to have a paper to put up. I'm pretty isolated currently. And in terms of the reactionaries around me, not that I personally received threats of violence or anything, but I hear it on the daily from even people I work with in terms of how our ideas are and their perceptions of them. Going from door to door, I know we talked last week about being with somebody, not going out alone. Going door to door, I can definitely see some hostility. I have questions about how I would do that fusion in such an isolated situation. I would recommend the comrades seek out local left groups like they've done in Alabama. I've done a lot of that in San Diego. If you didn't think that pessimism was enough, wait until you go to these other so-called left groups and the way that they respond. They may as well be conservatives. And for the isolated comrades, they should participate in their district meetings because there's always a lot of stuff to do, internal party stuff. I think one thing that's important, and I think Peter has emphasized this in different parts of the book, is what he's talking about in terms of shops or in general workplaces that for those people who are working in any kind of working-class job, first of all, you generally know, at least to a certain extent, the people on the job. Find people who you think might be sympathetic to the paper. That could be the worker. It could be easier to start with labor today. Show it to them. Ask them what they think. In certain cases, like I'm not working anymore, but I teach with one of the city unions, and I have one guy in my class and another guy I know who are sympathetic, and I've asked them, could you take some papers to other people that you know, and then one has to try and follow up with them. I think that many of our comrades have zones of comfort, if you know what I'm trying to say, and they don't want to go out of those zones of comfort. It's okay to sit down with an enclosed group like the People's School and discuss issues. Ideological department of the party discusses the classics. It's okay to do that. But many people do not feel comfortable to go outside of those zones of comfort. I was an introvert my whole life. Anybody knows what that is? A person who stays to themselves. When I got involved with the party, the original Communist Party, when I got involved with them and, and the anti-war movement, it forced me to go outside of my comfort zone. And so I had to sit at a table, which I never did in my life. I was 18, set up a table at a college campus that never had tables before. I didn't know what to expect. But out of that, I made connections. And within three weeks, we had eight people in an SDS chapter, Students for Democratic Society. If I did not set up that table, I would have never met them. It's really that simple. Whatever reason that we feel at this point in our development, we are only at the stage of educating ourselves. Then that's okay, but understand that unless you go outside of your comfort zone and do something you never did before, like I did, I never did this stuff before, that you're going to recruit. Another question, in a park in Staten Island, it's in 83, we set up a table in the park, just me and one comrade, and it was called the Staten Island Socialist Union. It was an intermediary reform. 
And within a very short period, about two or three months, we had nine people. They were all different, Maoists, anarchists, but we had a left-wing group. And from that group, I recruited into the party club. I want people to know that. So out of the eight or nine, I recruited four, which is a good ratio. But if I didn't set up that table in that park, I would have never done anything. That's all I want to give you, my personal experience. Everybody should really listen to what we're talking about tonight. There are some people who cannot do anything because they're in an area that has 4,000 people living there, very conservative. All right, they can't do anything. But you can do something. You can go around with Labor Today, which has no connection to the party. You can do that. Find an area, an issue that in the community is important. Let's say gentrification. Comrade did this. When he first got involved with us, he got involved with gentrification. And he went to meetings in the town. When he ran for office, he went to the leaders of the town. He had initiative, he ran for office. If they didn't do that, they would have never gone to the next step. The next thing is very important on page 74. They call it our agitational and propaganda literature. Theory to the masses. And it starts off this way. In order to educate our cadre, our party membership, and others with whom we come in contact with, we need to combat the lies of the capitalist press, of capitalist books, radio, movies, school system is another part of that, to expose and defeat the theories of people on the left who basically serve counter-revolution and social fascists. What he meant by social fascists was basically social democrats and fascist demagogues and other agents of the capitalists. Our party membership should study and spread as widely as possible the teachings of great leaders of our movement, and you know who they are. Also, agitational pamphlets on everyday issues and the problems which confront masses of people. I reproduced on my own, and I gave it out to some people, and I put them in packages of others. Stuff that the party put out in the 30s and 40s. One of them was fascinating. It was called The Need for a National Healthcare System. This was written in 1940. That could have been written yesterday morning. And it shows how communists have been talking about this for 70 years. I think things like that, issues that are common, tenants' rights. I think we have a two-prong attack. One is the ideology of Marxism-Leninism has to be spread among our cadre. I don't think we should do that among the masses. I think among the masses we have to go out with our literature on the healthcare system, on the school system in this country, etc., etc., tenants' rights, the environment. We should go into the areas where many LGBT communities live, and we have to go in those areas with positions and pamphlets on that issue. That's the only way we're going to get out there, in my opinion only. Sitting down, talking about theoretical things that are above the heads of yeah. majority of the masses of people in this country, I think is incorrect and is going to waste time. Now, I said things that are controversial. I'm going to open it up for anybody to respond to me. I think that the best way to make connections with people in the community is 
by talking about something that's still relevant after yeah, 70 years. They're talking about a bad then, health care. And they always say, well, talk to people that are more liberal, but that's not necessarily any better than people that might be conservative. I mean, if there's somebody identifies themselves more to the right, it's like when Bernie Sanders was speaking in West Virginia. Before he started talking, they were all kind of looking around like, I don't like this guy. By the end of the thing, they were on their feet giving him a standing ovation. That's how we get them. I agree. You can't just go and talk theory with people. You have to reach them on issues that they relate to, to build the mass movement, to get people to understand the situation we're in. The issues that they relate to are the issues that they're going to rally around. I agree with what you're saying. On page 75, the bottom, what is the function of the club organizer? That's a good question. The club organizer should be the most stable, the most politically developed member of the club. They are to be the political leader of the club. Their duties are as follows. As a political leader, they direct all the work of the club. They prepare material for the club executive committee. For example, an agenda, assignments, proposals for action. They have to help the agitprop director in the club prepare materials for discussion in the club on political problems, on the policy of the party, on resolutions from the higher committees. They must react immediately to any issue that arises in the area, locally. For example, if someone is thrown out of the apartment in an area and the landlord is raising rents, are they going to sit by and not get involved in that? I must be honest and mention there are groups on the left that do that, and it's not necessarily a wrong approach. If there's something going on, they run to that area and get involved in that area. I mentioned the agitation propaganda director. We never mentioned that before. That is the comrade on the club who is responsible for propaganda and agitational work in the club. Their functions are to carry out the decisions of the club executive, two, in charge of the editorial board of a neighborhood paper, if they have one. They're also responsible for agitation, not only inside the party, but outside the party among non-party people. Does this mean that all the tasks should be taken care of by one person alone? Of course not. A good director should be able to pick comrades in the club who will help them carry out these tasks. Page 80, the importance of club leadership, and we'll end it with that. It's that the center of gravity of party work must be shifted to the development of the lower organizations, the nuclei, the factory clubs, the street clubs. In order to carry out this directive, we must strengthen and develop the leadership of the club. The main link to the party is the club. If this link is faulty, if some of the links of the whole chain of party organization do not function properly, the party will have either very weak or no connections with masses of people. So some people may call this bureaucracy. I call this organization. In order to strengthen this link, we must have a strong leadership. And that separates us from the people around Occupy and things like that. I'm going to end it there. Thank you so much. Good night.
Thank you for watching this full-length class from the People's School for Marxist-Leninist Studies. For more information, or if you're interested in attending classes, visit our website, check out our YouTube channel, or email info at psmls.org.